0: I am Jordan Hales, It Game Mr. Six, you already know what it is. I got Darren, I got Avery, I got Reese, I got Dave. We're all in the building and, well, the virtual building. We're not all in the same building, but we're here and you're listening to us. Not necessarily live, but we're here. And the NHL playoffs are still going on. It's the second round now. You know, brief little, little acknowledgement for all the teams that I made it through. Shout out to them. Um, recently just announced that the federal government of Canada is allowing cross-border travel for uh, the Canadian and American teams, basically for the first time since the pandemic happened. So that's significant, even if it is annoying. But, you know, we'll get into that later. But the reason why we're here is for obvious reasons, because we, the representatives of the Leaf Dem, creators of the Leaf Dem movement, we obviously have to talk about it. And I had to be the one to set the tone here because I am the calming presence of I feel like this the black fan base of of Leafs fans, you know what not, what not just or Leafs if fans, if man, Leafs
1: black Toronto's I, I know, I
0: am for <laughs> real, no, real, in a movement. I am. Yo. Listen, Zen master is Zen master is uh, that is no um, hyperbole. I really am very Zen at this shit, so it's necessary for me to just channel the Zen energy here because I know that there's still a lot of pent up rage and emotions still lingering.
2: You're Master uh, Roshi.
0: <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I can say that. Just a, a little darker, not like not like. <laughs> But, you know, I'm still I'm still I'm still over there, you know what I mean? But <laughs> the thing is that we need this calm, we need to just like, you know, vent it out, whatever. I know that everybody has their own extreme levels of emotions, but here we are. Mm-hmm. It happened. Mans had a three one lead, they blew it, lost consecutive games in overtime, and then uh basically shit the bed when it really mattered in a do or die situation. So, I'm not gonna start with Dave because <laughs> he's the firecracker here. I'm gonna start with Reese because Reese literally went off the grid. He's like, "All right, I'm done. I need to go. I need to find myself. I need to be at find some kind of peace in order to acknowledge the hurt that the Leafs have bestowed upon me yet again." Mm-hmm. So, Reese, after your time away, collecting your thoughts stewing in that emotion, doing what you have to do to kind of release that pent-up energy. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing good, brother. I'd like to say that my only form of contact with human beings outside of my roommates and my mom have been you guys on this podcast. Uh, I've done some soul searching. Uh, I've been going to the beach. Uh, I've been riding the bike doing some little YouTube yoga sessions, just listening to some some Griselda, just trying to get my mind right. And none of this shit's working. I'm still sick to my stomach. I feel betrayed. I feel embarrassed. I, I don't feel like a Tron- Trontonian right now. I don't want to claim Canada. I don't want to claim anything north of the border. It's like, I just, I'm so disgusted. I feel weak. And in my, like, in my cancer body, right? shout out my cancer people june 23rd when when shit hits the fan we like to revert to our shells where we're people and i'm just and i'm gonna stay in this shell all summer i'm disgusted the only like joy i had was almost watching uh the mavs sent home the clippers and they couldn't even do that either little the little joy that there was left possibly for me Mm. didn't happen either but uh yeah man i'm just trying to process it all it's going to be a long summer that's all i'm going to say just it's good to talk to you guys um i have avoided all hockey articles videos uh any type of hockey content i'm not interested in the sport currently outside of doing the show with my brother's here so i believe
0: it i I believe it and uh shout out to june 23rd my mom's birthday you know you you know what it is
2: birthday to your mom
0: we're a few few weeks away, but yeah, man, it's a, it's an emotional time. I can understand all your sentiments that you said, and I'm glad that you've been able to like, you know, step away from the game itself and just be like, you know what? Let me just, let me just unplug. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot here. We know how you get historically, you know, (laughs) like you're you're passionate about your teams. uh, You know, whether it's the lions letting you down or Mizzou, or the leaves, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like I understand. I didn't have the
2: heart to rant. It, like I, everything I I had left, I I left it all in the track. I left it all in the tweets. Um, I I had to get off of there. I'm 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 on Instagram because you know just I, I like pictures and stuff like that. But I have nothing more to say. The, right. the leaves took everything out of me.
0: Damn man, that's that, that's real. But you know I gotta I gotta move on to uh to Darren because I know that you had a lot of uh, similar you know, sentiments in terms of, like, the sickness that you felt and just, like, the the rage and the sadness that the Leafs really brought up on you. And you're not even here in, in the country physically. You know what I mean? So, please, why don't you, you know, go th- go through it. Let's go, right right you something. Let me tell you let something.
1: First of all, actually, mm, let me just not, say, not let me just saying. say, let me just say, big up to hashtag them first of all. Second of all, I'm so glad to be here talking to you guys. Yes. First time since, you know. The debacle that is the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I'm so happy to be talking to you guys, and this makes me feel better. But it's not a love fest right now. We're talking about the team that has been mostly disappointing over the last, you know, five five years. Well, this iteration of the Leafs, I should say, if that's been five years. So I was actually back in Toronto for a little while. I had to go up there, go, you know, do take care of some business. But I'm back back in Pittsburgh. And uh yeah, the disappointment of the leaves. I feel like Stephen A. Smith right now, when he said we've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, run let led astray, and flat out deceived by the Toronto Maple Leaves. And that's right. And this is exactly how I feel. Like these guys are listen, listen, these guys are frauds. I love this team, but these guys are frauds. They don't have they don't when Paul Pierce said the Raptors don't have it, no, the Maple Leaves don't have it. All right, these guys are frauds. They crumbled. They had a 3-1 lead. Now we got to catch all these free 3-1 lead jokes from Diet Paris and Boldness France. And from top to bottom, the Maple Leafs are a better team. Carey Price is amazing, but he's the only superstar player that the, that the Montreal Canadiens have. And the Leafs just crumbled. You can see on their faces yeah. in Game 7, after their first period when they weren't up like 5-0, you can see on their faces... The body language was just terrible. They they, they looked like they would given up. It was as if they were already down in the game. And then, of course, you know, they scored two goals. Uh, Montreal scored two goals, and and you know, it was really the nail in the coffin. After that, these guys, I don't know what it was. I don't know if somebody put something in their in their in their croissants when they went to visit uh, Montreal after Game Six or whatever. <laughs> but these guys have no heart, no passion. These guys need yo know, put some skates on mm. Kyle Lowry, man, and tell these guys how to win. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just feel like to exactly. to, to echo recent sentiments. I just felt so sick. Like I just felt sick. You guys are, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wanted to throw up after the game was over. I, I was just, I was just, I was just disgusted, completely disgusted by this team.
0: And this is a this is a safe space. And this is why it was important for me. Like, you know, I I had to ask Dave. I'm like, you know what? Let me start this off. Let me set the tone. Let me create the safe, positive environment in which this can be for us. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just for us, but it's for the listeners. It's for the, the other Leeds fans who sympathize and are going through the same things in which you guys are going through. And me being like you know, still relatively now it's not really been embedded in the hurt in which you guys have suffered for many decades. I don't know why I'm provoked, but it's fine. But
1: it's because we like pain, pain, Jordan. You know? We enjoy pain.
0: <laughs> and get tattoos if you love pain, get tattoos.
2: <laughs> I got tattoos, and, and this hurts worse. Oh, well, this hurts I, worse,
0: I, I figure because tattoo <laughs> pain is temporary. It's fine so. <laughs> Here's the thing. We've heard from Reese. We've heard from Darren. Obviously, we need to hear from our leader in command, our commander-in-chief.
1: But hold on hold on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we hear from Dave, we also got to acknowledge our brother, Avery, who's also suffering because his Edmonton Oilers, those guys...
3: No, all, right, right, all right, all right, all right, all right.
0: No, we're, listen, listen. Nobody give a fuck
3: about...
4: You know uh, what's funny? So, about. So, you're against. right, you're right. Nobody and
0: what
3: and, what, and, what, what and what normally, normally you? I would
1: say, yo, it's time for <laughs> Conor McDavid to come home. But I don't even want him to come to Toronto. I don't even want him to come to Toronto. I don't even want him to. Nah, I don't even want him to. At least don't deserve Conor McDavid, straight up.
2: Nope.
0: That's crazy. But, you know, we'll get to Avery. We'll get to Avery. We'll get to Carrie West. We'll get there. Um, I'm crying. I'm crying. But, Dave, you've had had some time to digest and to really, like, you know, soak it in. And I know you've been wanting to go off in the way in which you've been wanting to go off for some time now since the end of the series. Mm -hmm. So now I place onto you mm-hmm. in this current juncture. Mm-hmm. Vent for us, sir. How are you feeling? I know that it's a lot, but we're here now. The people need to hear what's going on in Dave's world. What's going
4: on? <laughs> um, You say you're Master Oshie here. I'm going to go Vegeta in this bitch right now because, like, yo, this bitch, is real. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> yo, Dave right like... Dave, calm down, man. <laughs> yo, dog. Um, the fact that I'm laughing, the fact that I'm laughing to try and like mask my anger right now is just it's just nothing sort of like miraculous at this point. Um, let let's let's put uh, let's call a spade a spade right now. Um, the leaves fucking suck. Putting in support right now. Damn, off it, it, Agreed, it, It's it's embarrassing because like. I, I, I've been a fan of this team for 28 years, 28 years. And you know what? Like, obviously, that does not compare to mostly fans out there or most people who have worked with MLSE or have literally owned a Leafs jersey for, like, say, the last 50, 60 years. What I saw Monday was basically the equivalent of, like, literally getting kicked in the nuts, like, say, on 17 separate occasions and then literally getting fucking a jack getting jackhammered a uh, jackhammer in the nuts right after like yo that's exactly how much pain <laughs> oh my i gosh Dave. i physically cried Um, that's 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 a lot, that's a lot, of a lot. Pain. i physically cried on monday we were cut. and like i understand like it was the most painful thing i had ever seen in in my entire life like i sat there i nearly got broken up with like because of because of this damn game. Jeez. Like that is how bad this was. Like I could that not enjoy trail. myself. I could not I couldn't eat. I couldn't even put on my damn jersey. Like I just could not physically sit there and enjoy the last bit of like the leaf season because I was so physically distraught with what I had seen. Like and like to, I guess to understand everybody's pent up emotion and everything, I understand where everybody's coming from. Like of course, the 70s was already something something serious back then, of course, because there was only like, what, 12, 12 to 18 teams back in, the, back in the day, right? And the last time Toronto had played Montreal was 1979. Had not won a single game in Montreal since 1967. Okay, that's fine. Fast forward to like 40 years later, and the Leafs finally win two games in Montreal, and it's like, okay, now we can run it like we did uh, against Orlando, like when the Raptors did against Orlando. Nope. Lose game game five. It's like, okay, cool. Whatever. We still have two chances. Nope. Lose game six. It's like, okay, fine. You know what? Whatever. If the Leafs win game seven, all is forgiven. You shit the bed. You absolutely shit the bed. And it's like, what the actual fuck just happened? Like, I can't sit here and fathom this shit anymore. Like, I've locked away my Leafs gear for this. Like, this, this, this broke my heart. This literally broke my heart. It's the most bittersweet fucking thing in the world. Like, there is a point in hell that is so deep that, like, Leaf fans cannot feel at this point. There is a point in hell so deep that it's like, you have no idea what to do. You have no idea what to think. You have no idea where to go. You have no idea where to move. That is exactly how Leaf fans feel right now. And that's the point where I'm at right now. The fact that we have been roasted by Stephen A. Smith, the fucking... CRA, Canada Revenue Agency, of all fucking agencies, we have been roasted by random rock bands. Hold on, wait,
0: what? Wait,
4: wait, what did CRA do? Yo, the CRA <laughs> was like, yo, if you don't want to end up losers like the Leafs, make sure you file your taxes. I'm like, yo, you've got to be. Whoa, fucking whoa, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on, yo, Dave,
2: Dave, are you sure? Yo, oh, no. I
4: gotta find that team.
1: I need to find the That happened. Where do they see that? Yo, if that's a.
2: Yo, If that's look, a real tweet, I need y'all to asshole, be like Wesley Snipes. Asshole
4: Twitter and you will see, like, yo, to th- June 1st, 2021. Oh, I guess, the I the first burn. time that an NHL team has been dunked on the C- dunked on by the CRA. And I'm like, we have literally hit rock bottom. When that Stephen A video came out, I was like, yo, fuck this. I'm not wearing another Leafs hat or another Leafs jersey for, like, a good few months. Because I cannot literally sit here and, and suffer with this team.
2: First of all, fuck the CRA. I'm Lauren Hill. I'm a, I'm not paying taxes. I'm Wesley Snipes.
1: No, <laughs> oh my god. Please, we
3: just want to announce
2: that we can say that because he's a resident of the United States of America. For real, for real.
3: What <laughs> <laughs> am yeah, yeah, I talking about? I guess I'll put your yeah.
2: eyes. Don't do it for real, for real by <laughs> IRS.
3: Man, you
1: are
4: more Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like yo, like, how is it that of all the original six teams in this league, Toronto has not been able to even get past fucking round three of every playoff round in the last 50 years? Someone explain that to me. Like, we are literally four weeks away, and I mean four weeks away from having the longest Stanley Cup drought in NHL history. No, it's already, it's already,
0: it's already solidified.
4: It's already solidified? Even fucking worse. Like, like, 54 solid seasons, and not once have we made a Stanley Cup final. Not even get past the third round. Like, that is physically embarrassing, at least uh, on every single standard. Because, like, yo, I have seen teams break generational curses. Fucking the Cubs won before we won a Stanley Cup. Fucking St. Louis. St. Louis has been around for fifty bumba Clot years and they won a stand the cup before we did. Fucking Cleveland. Cleveland was Cleveland Cavaliers. They've 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 been around the goddamn league for fifty-two years. They want a blood clock it's, it's the high the pitch match. voice it, for me. They also have LeBron James.
0: <laughs> like, they also have LeBron James. Let's 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 be but
4: they the business about this shit. Like Damn <laughs> like Chicago broke their fucking streak. Boston broke their streak twice. Like they broke it on the road. Breathe. They've been broken on, in fucking Fenway.
0: Breathe. Wow. What? You saw Wow. Yo, wow. I just got flashbacks of my grandmother.
4: Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. The shrieking. My gosh. I, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Breathe. I'm
2: sorry. I, I just breathe. need Dave to go through it because this was me last week.
4: The Rangers have, like Montreal was. The first original six team to win a cup, or well, like one of the most recent teams to win a cup in ninety four Rangers won in ninety-four, breaking breaking a generational curse of fifty-four seasons. Um Detroit won in ninety-six. Um, and then they won in ninety-seven, then they won again in yep. two thousand and two. Um
2: I feel like our curse is one of those curses that we have to, like, satisfy, like, a task. Like, we have to take Madame Zeroni up the mountain yeah. or some shit before I, we can, I, like, like...
4: But, like, I don't know who we have to appease I at this point. The
0: ho- I love the Holes reference there. <laughs> I got you, I got oh, you. I really appreciate the crossover content.
4: <laughs> I don't know who we have to appease at this point because, like, yo, the ghost of Harold Ballard is still haunting this franchise and this organization from top to goddamn bottom, and it's like... It's systemically ingrained in this franchise that, like, we cannot seem to like shake. I don't know how much sage needs to be put in every Leafs dressing room or every Raptors dressing room at this point, um, or like every locker room in the building. Or every- No, nah, don't bring the Raptors
0: into this. Yeah, the Raptors, the Raptors won, man. They they do do
2: bring the Raptors,
4: man. Fair. This is Fair. a this is, a this is a ra- yeah. Still,
2: this is a Leafs problem.
4: I I, I get yeah, the you. Raptors I get won a ship that.
2: in like twenty years. I get that of existence.
4: I get that, but like, yo, still. By association, it still has to happen. Like, Chicago won their first cup in 2010. Boston won their first cup since 1970 in 2011. Or sorry, not even 1970, 1972. How is it that five of the original six franchises can still win when there's actual color on TV? Like, yo, all these teams have either made a conference final or a Stanley Cup final in HDTV. And we haven't even. You done know shit.
0: why? You know why? Because why? when you spread when you spread out salaries in order to really get the fine tuned pieces that you actually need, along with like you know solid coaching, solid leadership, and overall great team chemistry, mm-hmm. that's how you win. And and really solid goaltending. Like I said, I am not. I'm more of like a casual fan, but I'm still smart. I still observe things, and I just be like, okay, there's a reason why the Chicago Blackhawks have the run that they had. You know what I'm saying? They had a great core. They built around that core, Mm -hmm. and they sustained it. You know what I'm saying? We have a great core, and then the thing is, it's like, okay, here's our three guys that we really like a lot. Let's give them all the money, and then just kind of piecemeal all the important pieces in order to get us to the place where we need to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of just – smarter organizations and you know just some and and yeah we have great talent on this team Mm -hmm. but it's just like do we have those guys you know i'm saying like are they guys in order to bring us to where we want to go and really that it's it just it has no
1: murder is not a guy that's all i have to say
0: he's not a guy fam he's a fraud fam (laughs) he's not a guy bro like yo I thought that he, I thought he, I thought he was nice with it. I thought he was like, you know, okay, he's got a little swag on him, whatever, whatever. No, nice. bro, this guy, this guy is basically, this guy is basically Bieber with some hockey oh, talent. Bro. Get out of here! Wow. He, okay, get out of yeah. here! Like hold on, hold on. he's hold a guy. On, on. Neylander's,
1: Neylander's on, on. a guy. a guy, bro. Hold Neylander's
2: on a, on hold a, on a guy, second. A a man. Man. A, build on him right now. Build on him. him and Matthew. They, are they to trade him. They tried to trade the player, the one that scored for a four goals yeah. straight in the he, first like four like games, uh, finished off leading the team in points, for Hold six on. mil or let, seven let, mil. Let, excuse let,
4: let me, me. Let me drop this. Let me drop this real quick, okay? Like, and I'm as much as a Martner stan as the next person because I have been high on this kid since his junior junior days, right? Like, I'll admit, yes, he's played like trash in five elimination games over the last five years, right? And obviously, there's some there's some shit that he really does need to go through. Like, it's very hard to trade someone like him with the contract that he has because no one has the cap room to take him. Not even the Rangers have the cap room to take him, and like they're one of the richest teams oh, in the league. So Rangers if you
2: want to deal, if you want to deal Mitch Marner, you if you want to deal Mitch Marner, you can deal Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner is a, a top ten, top fifteen forward in the league, mm-hmm. regardless of his contract being ten million. He is what, 23 years old, 22 years old, Yeah, locked up long-term and gets you 90 points a year. My, my only issue is how much of a line driver is, is he and how much of a when the going gets tough can he make a play or is he getting this 90-plus points a year, 80-plus points a year through being line mates with Austin Matthews. Does, is the contract justified because he plays next to AM or is it because he is that guy? And I'd rather gamble on Nylander at $7 million being a – A line driver and being the best player in his line and when when the going gets tough can make a play and get a goal like in a series against montreal where they wall up at the line Mm -hmm. they hound you they play physical like they get away and the debate about playoff hockey versus regular season hockey i have an issue with it the way that they call the game that's a conversation for another day this is what playoff hockey is who can get through it you got to get through your opponent and exactly at least Matthews gave it to me last year against Boston. He was the best player, second best player in that series after Pasternak. This year, I there's some wrist injuries and things he was going with mm-hmm. or going through. Marner wasn't playing well. He still created a bunch of chances. They didn't go in for him, but I can give more of a pass for Matthews because he's also not killing you on your own end. Marner, it's like stupid mistake here. Puck over the glass, not getting back. Turnover that leads to a goal in game seven. Like, Come on, man. Like, if you're not going to produce, don't beat us. That's
0: rookie so, shit. You
4: know what I'm saying? No, that is real it, shit.
2: This is year like, four, This year four, year five for him. Like, how much of yeah. rookie shit are we going to see because he has a baby face? Yeah, I know I he looks that. like a kid, but I, he's not I, a kid. That's a grown man.
4: No, I get that completely. Yeah. And, like, what I'm saying is, like, yo, that's – I don't know if that's, like, generated to performance anxiety or, if like, if it's generated to the fact that it's, like, he's not that good.
2: Well, this isn't the leak for you if you have performance anxiety. I, I, I want to care about uh, – I'm sure he's going through it, you know, mentally, and I hope he – can enjoy a summer and, you know, get through it and stuff like that. But this is the playoffs. Like we can't be talking about performance anxiety. You either perform or you don't. And if you don't perform at a time like this at the price tag that you commanded, yeah. you, you asked for it. You threatened to sit out. You threatened to sign with Columbus. You use the media and Darren Drager against you. You got the money that you wanted. It's put up or shut up now. And if you're not going to do it, then I'm sure there's a, a deal that we can get Three quarters on the dollar for for a marner where we'll we'll lose the deal, but maybe we'll get guys that won't have a performance anxiety. And I look at a bunch of there's a, there's good talent around the league mm-hmm. at a somewhat price tag that might match that you, there's a framework for a deal if it includes a top ten forward in the league or at least I thought it was a top ten forward until it comes to Montreal and Kaniemi and and you name it are better than him entry-level guys or guys that might not get a second contract in this league and mm-hmm. first round top top three draft busts are, are outperforming you outscoring like it's ridiculous like we give Martner every pass in the book like every year he hasn't scored a goal in what two playoff series now mm-hmm. a five on five goal in two in, in two playoffs now three playoffs now like but he but he gets paid 11 million
4: like I mean that's that's gen- that's genuinely devastating, and it's like you know what? It's like you, you can only put up with so much after a certain point in time, and I I get where everybody's heads at, and like obviously I I mean personally speaking, knowing that like like the brass is going to keep the keep the top four in Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, and Marner, like obviously it's like it's gonna be like you have to build around this team, and like at at this point it's like it's not a matter of like okay fine like we'll we'll hold on to him and like stay the course it's a matter of like okay how much are you willing to just literally ignore the problem and just look at it like oh okay well like we got we're going to get this done we got some unfinished business to do it's like we've been saying this for like 10 years like not even 10 years also like, the the like, problem
2: here though is yeah. it's not like you got what you expected out of lines three and four yes jt has an exception because of the freak injury but this four they didn't get it done outside of Nylander. two out of your big four didn't get it done exactly they they didn't bring anything to you so it's not like i can't blame kerfoot he had a hell of a series i can't blame spezza he was amazing i can't blame the defense they were for the most part really good jack campbell played really well it your best guys did not perform Mm -hmm. so we we look at comparisons to like The Washington teams that couldn't get it done for a long time and then finally busted through the San Jose teams that it took them a while, but they finally got into the finals. A lot of their problem was you you dealt with the, the dynasty Chicago Blackhawks or the dynasty LA Kings, or you lose to Boston Bruins on their way to a ship, or you lose to Pittsburgh on their way to a ship. Like, yeah, I get it. And then you just, you changed like lines three and four in the defensive core a little bit. Like. And it wasn't like Ovechkin wasn't performing. It wasn't like Nick Backstrom wasn't performing or Kuznetsov. This is Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner when your captain was out in a freak injury and needed you to keep the series going, said, <laughs> I got nothing for you. And the the one kid that we give all this shit to, that we put in every trade proposal, call him a, a weak, soft, lazy European. Who He's born in Calgary. He was our best player. He was the only player that gave a shit. And then our coaching – Sheldon Keefe, I love – I'm a big fan of Sheldon Keefe, but he has called out Nylander multiple times, has never called out Matthews or Marner, never even thought about putting Nylander, the hot hand, on the first line or up his minutes. You know what happened when uh, we were struggling? We gave Marner more minutes. We played the guys that couldn't get shit done more minutes. Tell me how to – I'd rather watch Kerfa go crazy or Spezza. Why is Spezza not being moved up in the lineup? That's how I'm looking at things. Yeah, Coaching right. failed you and your, top, and your top talent failed you. Mm-hmm. So – we can go through another first-round exit gap. My thing is, how many first-round exits are we going to see until it's time to make a big move? And we can't blame the spare parts of the team. It was the main engine of the team, your $11 million forward and your $12 million forward. Mm-hmm. That that fucked up. And we can't trade Matthews. He's the best goal scorer on earth. And I get it in the way that... And he has at least a history of performing well in the playoffs. Martner has nothing. So that's... At an $11 million price tag, that's the, that's the guy you look at. Now, me personally... I might give them one more go i don't want to trade marner
4: i don't either i I think i don't either like like to tell you the truth like i'm saying like there's a lot of there's a lot of trade proposals literally being thrown at his head right now and like the poor kid's gotten death threats at one
2: point or another like yo that's
4: that's, 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 that's that's like that's fucked up
2: we used to be we used to be asked and and a lot of this is uh, you know younger fans newer fans like just stupid like my thing is do you not remember the Phil Kessel days or the post Matt Sundin days? You know, not making the playoffs, Yo, trading away top hard. two, top three picks. That was we hard. traded away Tyler Sagan Yeah, we traded away Tyler Seguin and Dougie Hamilton for a a, a winger. You know, a non all around scoring winger. Not that couldn't get us anywhere. That,
4: uh, we traded away Tuukka Rask for fucking Andrew Raycroft.
2: For Andrew Raycroft and Andrew Raycroft now works for Boston Sports TV and all he does is shit on the Leafs. That's what we traded to for. So, like, this is the best team of our lifetime. Like, this is the most talent. You go back since the '50s, '60s. This is this is it. This got to be the team to get us over the hump. But there needs to be soul searching within that front front office. And credit Kyle Dubis. I like what Kyle Dubas did. I don't know how mad I can be at him. He banked on the best goal scorer on earth, a top ten. Two top 10 wingers, two top 20 wingers, the very least, and a veteran 70, 80 point two way center to be your driving engine and then support them with good vets that are still good players that had really good years. Spets had a really good year. Kerfoot been pretty good to finish off the year. You got Joe Thor- like You added Wayne Wayne Simmons. You added the punch. He added TJ Brody. This, this is it. And we can't blame goaltending. Jack Campbell was phenomenal. Yeah, the so, fact that
4: he was getting blamed thing. for this, like, yo, honestly, to tell you the truth, that's the stupidest thing I had ever seen. Like, this man was... A here's little, the thing. The, that man was bawling his eyes out during a press conference, like, right after Game 7, saying, like, yo, that
2: goal was my fault. Like,
4: honestly... Speak, honestly he got speak, gained by the best
2: goaltender to play probably ever. Yes. When it's all said and done, it's probably Carey Price. Yes. It's probably Carey Price. He got gained by him by a single goal or two goals. The... the Save percentages are the exact same. The five-on-five five save percentage is the exact same. He got gamed by a, the best penalty kill in the sport over the playoffs. Got gamed in the last two games of the year. Mm. It, it sucks, but they were phenomenal. Jack Campbell's phenomenal. The defense was phenomenal. This team is built to score. They're built to score. They got the stops that they needed. They couldn't get you three. A forty million dollar price tag could not get you three goals a game against Montreal i know
4: and like that's that's the embarrassing thing i mean like seeing montreal up to nothing right now against winnipeg is like even is is even worse because like it just just shows how how inept we were as a franchise and it's like okay what do we do now because it's like if the least if montreal ends up winning the cup we're never gonna hear the end of it and it's like we really can't have understand well we're not well, guess what we're not
0: going to do? We're not putting that into the universe. We're not going to speak that into existence. So no, no, no. Okay. That, like that,
4: that, that, that Diet, Diet France not will not, win, it, a no. France will so not win a Stanley Cup. Diet France will not win a Stanley Cup. We're saying that right now. But, like, like the thing, the thing with this team is, is I don't know if an exorcism is needed. I don't know if there's <laughs> an actual curse on this team. I don't know if it's psychological. It could be a myriad of things. I don't know if so. it is.
0: It is a hundred percent psychological. When you come into the Toronto Maple Leafs, when you play for this organization, mm-hmm. when you walk into a uh, fifty or forty Bay Street, whichever entrance that you want to take in, when you see the lore, like you know, of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you hear nineteen sixty-seven, when you hear original six team, over hundred years old, and all the other stuff, and the fact that they haven't won since sixty-seven, everything is sixty-seven. Yeah, there's pressure there, one hundred percent. It is psychological. My mom's been saying from from times. It's like, yo, these men need a therapist. They need a whole psychotherapist. They need psychoanalysis analysis for just like the over the overall um, aura that has been, you know, uh, uh, surrounding the, the Leafs organization. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just a matter of like, okay, what's going to take them over hump. You've had all this talent, all this payroll, you have all this money and you can't put a winning team together, something's up. Something has to give, you know what I'm saying? Really and, does. and it's just like, all right. So how, how do how do you, the only way you can exercise those demons, you have to win. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. You have to win. And at the end of the day, they had a three, one lead. They had multiple chances in uh, two overtime back-to-back overtime games to put it away, and they didn't. No. It's that simple.
2: Yeah. It, it. It, uh, the fashion in which they lost in, if anything, makes me more upset. You had Montreal dead. You had their team dead going into the media saying, we, we hope this isn't the last time we play together. We'll give whatever we got, and whatever happens, happens. Like, it was kind of a defeatist attitude, the way that they – Spoke in the media leading up to game five. Toronto had them dead center. It was over. Come out flat game five. Come out flat game six. Don't even show up game seven. Like, what the fuck? I know. What are we doing here? What are You we have doing them here? dead. They're dead. They don't even want to show up. You're reading the forum boards. You're reading Twitter. They're saying, I don't know if this is the coaching change for us. Uh. I hate this player. He hasn't brought enough. Where's Gallagher, he hasn't done any. They're ready to blow the team up, and now they're cruise controlling their way to the conference finals. What are we doing? I know,
4: like it, it, it like this hurts. This hurts a lot, and there's going to be a lot of soul searching over the next two, three, four months. Whoever wins the Stanley Cup, like
2: Boston, we, I could, I, I could get it. Boston yeah. is built to win championships or be... The, it's not like basketball or 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 football where you you know the the variance is a a, a, a little lo- you know lower. Hockey there's there's a lot of variance, a lot of random chance can lead to teams that might have no business being there. Mm-hmm. But your Boston is as close to built to consistently compete for championships as there are elite goaltending, elite defense, elite top line, and good supporting pieces that that get shit done. Unsung heroes. So I can get it, and we we took them to seven games twice. One of the years they went to the Cup final. So I get it, but this Montreal team, where you smack the shit out of them nine out of twelve games, you beat their ass all year.
0: It's uh, it's really um, it's really unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Like the situation. I kind of look at it. Um, I was I was gonna think of like an NFL comparative. Um, but I don't think there is one currently right now. I'm sure there is, but it's not important. I think that there's just a lot that needs to be addressed in terms of where the franchise goes from here because I feel like every year after a colossal collapse, after like back-to-back Game 7 losses to Boston, losing uh, to the Capitals, Losing to Columbus in the qualifying round, not even in the playoffs, the qualifying round to get into the playoffs. They lost that in uh, basically a do or die situation. And it's just like, what really needs to happen? Like, do you blow it up, start all over again? Is that the ingredient? But the thing is just like, they've been asking these kind of questions for over 50 years. So then what's the key? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have to do you have to split up this court? Do you really just focus on building around Marner and... and uh, no, not Marner. Matthews and Nylander and then shoring up, you know, uh, your goaltending to ensure that it's truly the elite of the elite. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? You know what I mean? But I want to take a small break because we do have our Kerry West, Edmonton representative here. And I know that he's been sitting in his own emotions because his Oilers got swept in the first round and were also clowned by Stephen A. Smith, actually clowned by Stephen A. Smith first. So I want to bring in Brother Avery. <laughs> Brother uh, Avery, off often, please. This is a safe space, I promise. am well, a safe I'm space. You, Avery? Right?
3: I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, guys. Well, first of all, I don't mind that because NHL being talked about on ESPN is good for the game and good for branding. Stephen A. can go talk about the Oilers all he wants, As long as the brand is getting that exposure on the biggest sports network in the world, I am all for it. Do your thing, Stephen A. We need that. We need more black people talking hockey. But Stephen A, by all means, go ahead, Stephen A. Do your thing. But you mentioned the Oilers and their sweep against the Winnipeg Jets. That was a by none a disappointing series because Edmonton beaten Winnipeg seven times in regular season. Game one, they lose 4-1. And then game it was as close of a sweep as you could possibly have because. Games two to four went to overtime. Edmonton five on five was a better team, but they just couldn't be Connor Hellebuck. They couldn't give Mike Smith any run support. And the problem is that I know Ken Holland said at the trade deadline, you know, we can't go for it. To me, if you're an NHL general manager, you can't throw your hands in the air and say, well, we can't go for it this year. You have Connor McDavid who had the best season in 25 years. The elite teams Find a way to create cap space. Vegas does it. Toronto did it. Tampa Bay did it with their cap stuff, which I applaud them for. And it burned you because you had no depth beyond your first line and, and part of your second line. So it, it did it to themselves. And if and it was out this summer, Ken Holland's got to go out there and make some moves because if Everton comes back again in summer 2022 and they're in the same spot they were last year, then Ken Holland's job should be on the line, I feel.
2: Well, but it's uh,
0: it's 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 crazy how the common denominator is like depth, even though it, it felt like the Toronto Maple Leafs had depth um, in order to take them somewhere where, you know, they can actually go. I feel like the devastation this year is different from the years of Boston because of the fact that the, the Leafs were really good. They showed off how much more dominant they were than pretty much everybody else in the North division, because you know, top of the standings and they basically just reached through. They didn't really face a lot of, um, resistance and the biggest test is going to be, well, what's it going to be like when they play an American team? You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the questions. Everyone's just mm-hmm. like, all right, you know what, let's just look past all this foolishness, whatever, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's devastating because of the fact that, you know, being up 3-1, not having Tavares, it didn't really seem like it was going to be a factor. Like, okay, we can be finished with this in five or six, whatever, whatever, move on. All right, we're going to face Winnipeg. That's going to be a tough series, whatever, right? We're already writing Montreal's eulogy, and then it was a matter of finishing. Closeout games are the hardest games in sports. In professional sports, closeout games are always the hardest, which is why I love the NFL because it's literally one and done. You have one chance. And even given Sunday, do or die, this is it. No five, seven game series, nothing. Just like here it is. And that's where you really see strength for strength. Who's built for it? Who's made for these moments? And time and time again, the Leafs continually prove that they are not built for these moments. So you need to get those guys who are going to be built for, for those moments who are going to like, you know, take over, take over the game. Who is who is on the bench and who is like really being there as a motivating factor to push these guys to not only win a series but to continue going forward. You know what I'm saying? You need that communal leadership in order to go further. And it just seems like there's not that. There's not a presence of that. And I know that they missed that with Tavares, like like I was talking about on um on on, on the Wilder Sportscast. It's like missing Tavares. Like just like that presence, whether it's on the bench and or on the ice, just like that does something to you psychologically because it's like, all right, they had this whole thing of just like, you know, unfinished business, unfinished business. Like, you know what I mean? We didn't take care of what we're supposed to do. We knew that we were better. We're going to come back. And it seems like this year they're on a roll. They're coming back with a vengeance. They're going to be like, you know what? We are going to make it on the first round we're not going to be the least of all. We're not going to have this new stain on us to be like, you know, oh, we can't get it done in the first round, this not in the third. And then it happened, you know, lose Tavares in game 1, lose game 1, but it's just like, you know what? No, we're gonna not we're not going to let that be an indictment on the state of the season because we're still really good. It shouldn't be one guy that takes you out of the entire um the entire package, you know, in, in, in the entire equation, right? You have Matthews, you have Marner, you have Nylander. You still have Wayne Simmons, you have Spezza. You know what I'm saying? You have a lot of, you know, alpha guys, apparently, in order to rally the troops, get the energy going. And then there's that. But I didn't see that intimidation. And Montreal played like a team that had nothing to lose. And they also played like a team that did not have any intimidation affecting them because the Leafs were not an intimidating team. You know what I'm saying? Sure. This is the commercial segment um, brought to you by Manscaped. Every podcast seems to be sponsored by Manscaped these days. Yo, so fast. that music simply yeah, has I'll, to be a cue. <laughs> joke so all know, jokes know, aside,
1: I'll, know, Manscaped so, is dope. I, I got one of those a few months ago. It's, it's dope as hell, man. Business. All Manscaped. Yo,
4: yo that, lawnmower, yeah, that lawnmower is one of the most blessed things I've ever invested, invested in. And like, yo... Like, really? male body grooming is is, is a thing, okay? Like, yo, I will say, I will say. Congrats this.
2: on the sex, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. That's crazy. It must be nice.
0: It must be nice.
4: It must be nice. Must be nice. Must be nice. Manscaped is dope. But like, yo, real talk. Like, if you're looking for something to invest in, for say, if if you need something, if you need something to to clean up down there and, and get rid of other ear, um. Use the lawnmower. The lawnmower is like actually one of the best investments you'll do. Right guys, if you all right, guys. We like, can't. We can't. Where too
1: many yeah, guys. All right, you actually went. Oh, it's not giving us a million, bro.
4: For
2: what? For what? For what? Manscaped. If y'all listening oh, to this, we need yo, the
0: man, This It's my one. It's my one to give him a full ad.
2: I'm a joke. Get out of here, bro. We'll get you some buyers, subscribers. Yo,
0: pay pay them and them. What I'm saying. Yeah,
2: man, I'll send them for an invoice. A lie. <laughs> third intermission podcast invoice. Disgusting. I, I
1: just I just tweeted them from from the third intermission accounts. I said, "Yo, all well, go on." So maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> <the> next <laughs> podcast could actually be sponsored, fact, and they simple. send us some uh, some gear. Who's playing all who's that?
4: Playing no, Yo, who who's, who's playing, playing that? that?
0: I got that got that got to be Avery.
4: He wants to sabotage her. He wants
0: to yo, sabotage trust me. Not, what? What? Yeah, it's where is Avery. that? He you, wants to sabotage us. That's
3: yo. a lie. Yo, that's, that's a, a lie. Like, yo, were
4: you that salty Flander about on my name? Were you that salty about us, like, literally roasting you for admitting being sweat? This
3: is slander on my name. That was not coming from me. I don't know who that
4: was, but this is mm-hmm. lies. Lies and her say. Mm-hmm. Lies and <laughs> her say. What are you trying to say? You, you Fake news? A fake news, that- <laughs> Y'all are fake news. Y'all are saying I'm trying where to do that. News news? <laughs> <laughs> I sabotage nothing. It's fine. It's
3: fine. It's fine. It's fine. But right. here's the thing,
0: guys. Where did, where do they go from here? Darren, I'll start with you. Where do you go from so here? So
1: if you had asked me this right after game seven, I would have said trade everybody, fire everybody, uh relegate the team to the AHL. Uh you know, move the team to Alaska. But then once I had time <laughs> to calm down, uh, you know, I, I listened to a few interviews with with uh Kyle Dubis and uh Brennan Shanahan and listened to some of the uh sports pundits that I actually uh care about listening to because most of them have shitty opinions. But um I think that this team look this team on paper with their roster this team is not far away. This team is 1,000% a Stanley Cup contender. Um, from top to bottom, they're, they're, I mean, there's, a, there's always a few holes that you can you can plug here and there. Uh, but I think the core is good. Um, Marner's playoff failures aside, I think he is a very, very good player. He's definitely, as reset said earlier, he's a top 15 or maybe even top 10 NHL player. Um, I think William Nylander actually showed that he is a big time player, and I think you want to keep that. Austin Matthews is is a top three player in in the entire league. Uh, you know, Jack Campbell showed that he he could be a number one goalie. Uh, you know, TJ Brody was good, Bogosian was good, Morgan Riley was was Morgan Riley. Um, yeah, I, I I don't see like I like Sheldon Keith. I don't see anything change, so I think they should they should try to run it back. Having said that, I really think maybe these guys need to hire a therapist or something, man. Because just something about something about the playoffs just makes these guys t- turn into a shell of their former st- regular season selves. And that that like, you know what this team reminds me of the the '90s Atlanta Braves. Like Atlanta Braves in the early '90s, mm-hmm. from 1991 to 1995. Or from nineteen, sorry, let me rephrase. From nineteen ninety one to nineteen ninety nine, killed it every year, made the playoffs, and you know, in baseball, is making the playoffs is really, really hard. So to maintain success for that long is very, very difficult. But they only have one World Series to show for it. The Leafs just need one Stanley Cup, and everybody in Toronto will be happy, or all Leafs fans worldwide will be happy. They just need one, and. Atlanta always had the core, always had the, the the strong teams regular season, but for whatever reason they would choke it off in in the playoffs. But they stayed the course and they finally got their World Series in ninety-five. I think the Leafs in the long term would benefit from doing the same thing because in the past they would always make hasty trades and 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 succumb to the pressure of the fans to do something about it. I think this team is good enough. I stay, I say they run
0: it back. And do you think that there will be a different result if um, they have Tavares healthy for all of next season and going into the playoffs? Do you think that that will make a much more significant difference in terms of making us? Yeah, I think – you know,
1: honestly, I think one of the biggest things, if if we were in uh, regular circumstances and – they had the crowd in the in the seats for game 7. I don't think they crumble the way they, they do. But, you know, that's 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 not an excuse. I just think it's I think it changes anything. As for Tavares in particular, uh, I'm not sure. Like he, he, even though he's part of that core and I think he obviously makes their team and any team he's on better, but with the way that these guys crumbled, I'm not sure if it would have made a difference in this instance. However, I think if he comes back healthy, it will definitely make a difference. For, for next season and going forward, I just think it's it's just psychological. I think he would, he would
2: help that power play. He would, he would help that power play. They just they knew what was coming. There was yeah. just no threat yeah. of anyone to shoot a puck. And did we score a power two? play goal? I think, all think in game
1: game two or three we scored like two power play goals. Can't remember which one. Both teams were pretty terrible on the power play overall. Um. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, John Tavares is, 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 is is a really, really good player. He's an elite NHL player, perennial all star. So I think he makes any team better, including the Maple Leafs. Um, yeah, so he'll definitely make the team better next year. And I think it will help them. It was just a freak accident that he had. And I'm glad he's okay and he's not, he, he doesn't suffer any long term, um, health issues. So I think, I think, I think just mental, man. It's just mental. This team is a very good team, very, very, very good team. They just—it's just mental.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and and Dave, where do you stand on where the lease can go from
2: here?
4: Um, I also watched the post. Uh, I guess the the exit interviews with um with Shanahan, Dubis, Dubis, and uh, Keith. They've said a lot of things. They've also said a lot of good things. Personally speaking, with the amount of the amount of volcanic rage that lives within me, and of course, all of you guys know that, um, the most rational thing I will say is this: the Leafs definitely do need to stay the course. Um, they do need to keep a team on an extremely short leash, though, because going forward, you can't have the same mistakes you pulled, especially in the playoffs. Um, you can't have that happen in the regular season as well, because more than likely, like, we're going to be facing American teams again. And it's going to be going back to the original divisional, the divisional matchups that that had occurred beforehand. So, it's like, not only do you have to deal with um, Montreal again, you also have to deal with Boston now, you have to deal with Tampa Bay, you have to deal with Florida, you have to deal with anybody and everybody under the sun. And Toronto really needs to mentally readjust and... Rationalize the fact that, like, or sorry, compartmentalize the fact. Excuse me. They have to compartmentalize like what had happened, break it down piece by piece, get it back together, and start playing like the team they're supposed to be playing. Like, but they've done this before. No, no, no. I get that. I get that. What I'm, what I'm saying though, what I'm saying is, What, what is different? What I'm saying is, like, you. I don't know. I don't know what what differently needs to happen, but like something different does need to happen. Like, I mean, if Toronto loses Kerfoot in the expansion draft, they're going to lose him in the expansion draft. If it's Dermot, then like I understand, but
1: losing Dermot wouldn't be all that bad, to be honest.
4: No, I get that, but like, I mean, if say, for example, Seattle randomly takes Marner in the expansion draft, like that, no way, way
2: he's getting protected for sure, bro yeah he's getting protected for sure yeah
4: so i don't know what's gonna happen down the road but like i mean toronto and like i know this is repetitively said but like toronto needs to find a way to readjust um also at the same time like re-sign simmons re-sign spezza as well you get get campbell to a decent contract find a decent backup goaltender I mean, Reimer is available on the market. You can hold on to him. Reimer was like a fan favorite for the Leafs back in 2013. He was single-handedly the reason why the Leafs got back in the Boston series back in 2013. Um, Try and re-sign Bogosian as well because Bogosian was only on a one-year deal. See if you can give him an extension or see if you can give him a better deal.
2: But I will say this about the team. The prospect pool is really good, and we have some –
4: Oh yeah, NHL definitely. ready
2: guys on the on the cusp. So
4: like Joseph Wall Just, is a great uh, it's a great player. T- uh, Timothy Lilligren, like he's been he's been great through the pipeline. Same with Nick Robertson. Like maybe we should start giving these guys a chance. But like I want to hold on to Spets and Simmons. Like I mean, if Thornton comes back, Thornton comes back. We'll see. But the Toronto's really gotta find a way to like get over this shit and. I know it keeps being said, but they really have to get over this shit. Because this is like, this is like, this is kind of like the last straw for a lot of Leaf fans, and myself included. Like, you can't go nearly 55 years without even touching a Stanley Cup final. Like, Honestly, what
0: needs to happen, Mm -hmm. not to cut you off, what needs to happen, Leaf fans need to do what what Blackhawks fans did. They boycotted games and it's like we're not going to the games unless you put something on the on the ice that is, really, is worth cheering for. Yeah. Because the thing is, the Lease can go to the first round, seven games, stretch it all out, lose every year, the fans will be back. Season ticket holders will renew. Games will be sold out. People are still gonna show up. The what is the incentive for putting out a good contending team if they're just going to lose year after year after year after year after year. Because of what? Because the brand? Because of history? I don't give fuck! My parents weren't born the last time the Leafs won a cup. What is the incentive? You have to give fans an incentive to come, come to these games because it's just going to be like, okay, they're good in the regular season, but they can't get out the first round.
4: Exactly. What is the
0: incentive? You haven't gone on the first round since 2004. Why am we going to the games? For a business meeting? fuck out
4: of here no no i i i respect that completely and that's an extremely fair point because i'm not gonna lie like corporations have run run like the literally literally like the lower half of the entire bowl at at every at every single game whether it's a raptors game or a leafs game like that's kind of a given and that does need to stop um obviously it's like yo if you're a corporation then like yo you have a box you have money for a box Take a boxy, fucking put put somebody in a suite. Give a ch- give real fans a chance to actually be in those seats. But that's a different argument for another day. I don't know what else needs to be done, but like I will personally say this right now: like this team really needs to figure out a way to get its shit together. And if it doesn't, then like I'm not sure what I'm not sure what can be done at this point. Um, I would like to say, though, that, like, this is, this is basically it. Like, I mean, I've seen, I've never seen a more broken man in Steve Dangle before. And, like, yo, that man was, like, basically, basically lost after Game 7. Like, I've never seen anybody break down that hard. Like, on, on, like, let me rephrase that. I've never seen anybody break down that hard on, like, live, or on, like, On on the internet or on live television. Like, there have been times where, like, you have seen broken people, but, like, yo, that man was broken in half. And, like, you cannot replicate that. Like, I mean, so, uh, like.
0: For for context for myself, who is this person and what happened? So, like, what, like, what, like, what happened?
4: So. Steve Dangle has been a Leafs fan for basically his entire life. He wrote a book saying, this team is ruining my life. And it's kind of ironic because this team is ruining everybody's lives out here. So he's been a Leafs fan, and he's been doing a YouTube channel where he does Leafs fan reactions after every game. And he has been doing it for however many years. He did it after the Boston series.
2: He's been doing it since I was in middle school. And I'm four years out of college now.
4: Yeah. So his most recent video like of course he had to draw on the fact that like um or no he had to play on the fact that like he created videos where it was like he was going to therapy after the Leafs got basically embarrassed by by a backup goalie who was a Zamboni driver who used to work for them and now works for Carolina and that was a that was a low point for this franchise at that point um like he, he And that was just like what last year? Yeah, that was last year. That was embarrassing <laughs> was season. himself.
2: Like, do you see a pattern? Like shit, like this only happens to the Leafs. Up 4-1, eight minutes left, game seven, you choke it. Up three-one in the series, you choke it. Lose to Zamboni driver, you choke. Like just, it only happens to the Leafs. Okay, no the, the three-one,
0: the blown three-one lead is not exclusive to the Leafs. It's only the second time in franchise history that
4: they have blown a lead where they've been up three-one. So just we won't go that far
0: yeah
3: like, 100
4: I, mean, I mean at least it wasn't we were we were not up three nothing and then we blew a blew a three nothing lead that would have been a lot worse like i mean that's the only positive oh, yeah, because
0: up, yeah because being up three one is so much better
4: yeah well i'm saying like <laughs> at least you had a game under your belt that's all i'm saying right It's still bad, David. It is still bad, but I'm saying, like, yo, if you were up 3-0 and you had a chance to sweep them and you let them come back and reverse sweep you, like, yo, that would be...
2: More of the story is we're booty.
4: Yeah, true. But what I'm saying is this. Like, this man... This man had been making YouTube videos as a Leafs fan. Of course, he got picked up by Sportsnet. And, of course, Sportsnet was like, hey, we'll still... Was like, yo, we'll let you do your own thing. Like, yo, we'll let you run your own channel. And this, that, the other. And this man was, like, live streaming games. All, like, every single game. Or, sorry, every single Leafs game for the first round. And his last video literally showed... Literally showed the destitution that, like, he was feeling. It showed, like, the devastation that he was feeling. It was showing that, like, he was pretty much gone at that point. A man who has... Figurines on his wall, a man who has jerseys on his wall, a man who has pictures of leaf grates on his wall, like Matt Sundin, Doug Gilmore, Gary Roberts, Steve Thomas, for just to name a few. Felix Potben. Um Cliff, like the man had probably had a picture of Cliff Fletcher. I'm not sure, but like <laughs> but this man had anything and everything under the sun. This man had a replica Stanley Cup. From the Easter Steels because like he, Homeboy was doing shitloads of fundraising for them, and the Easter Steels happen to be one of like the least biggest um charities that they work with. But I have never seen a man so broken in my life, I've never seen a Leaf fan so broken in my life. Like it, it's 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 hurtful to see something like that. And there were like I read those comments, and like fans from other teams were literally coming in and saying, like, even fans from like Montreal and Boston were saying, like, yo. We actually feel bad for you, and we feel bad for the fran- uh, for for the fans of the franchise because it's like no, they don't. No, no I, they don't. I've definitely seen that. I'm not. I'm not joking. Yeah. When I see All that, right, like, I like,
0: no, no, no. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you didn't see that. I'm just saying. I, I don't say, think. I
1: have they a bridge True.
0: <laughs> they don't actually care. I don't Come want to fair, fair. They don't. They, everyone hates. Everyone hates Toronto.
4: They don't give a fuck about You <laughs> don't even talk about the fans
0: like at all you right. know what I'm saying
4: true but to actually see that and just take it at face value it's kind of like yo like at what point do you see at what point do you see shit changing because like the man said like yo it's basically just a game at this point to, to take a devoted Leafs fan like him and then destroy him to the point where it says like oh, okay oh it's just a game and like I really don't give a shit anymore that kind of Tells the fan That kind of tells the franchise like, yo, like, the apathy of Leaf fans has literally dissipated to the point where it's like, they don't give a fuck anymore. Like, they will tell you two twos like, yo, go fuck yourself and go jump into Lake Ontario. Like, yo, go jump in near the fucking power plant in Pickering. Like, yo, we hope you get okay. bought up by the fucking water out there. Like yo, wow! wow. That's not- That's not- That's not- oh no! Wow!
0: That's-
3: That's- That's- excessive. Wow!
4: We need a, we need like
0: a buzzer. Jeez. Like I feel like Jeez. because um, <laughs> not beyond, uh,
4: out of pocket for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, you got you got. Honestly, uh, we're we're gonna get you a therapist, Dave. We're gonna get you a therapist. Yo, I, you I, you I need a therapist,
4: to- like, a like real talk. But like yo, like
0: psychology today dot com it's a great resource <laughs> you know, just to get mine. You know what I'm saying? This is not you no know, advertisement. I'm just saying oh like no, God. it's psychologytoday.ca. You can filter out your search query if you want a black therapist. If you want a woman, want orientation based on what needs that you need. Listen, fam, go get you. Go get your therapist. You know what I'm saying? Go get you. One.
4: <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> okay. All bullshit aside. Um this team really needs to get it together. And if say if it doesn't then like like I said, I I've, I've been saying this and of course it's been said on the Twitter uh, on 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 third intermission Twitter like if the Leafs end up fucking up one more time, like I feel like the Leafs might literally lose say like a good 90% of their fan base. Like they're not going to lose shit stop
0: you know they're not. Not you much. Know now. They're not. You know they're not going to lose. They're not. They're not. If anything, if they don't, if we don't see a drop-off next season in terms of, like, attendance, season ticket renewals, whatever, then we'll know. Mm-hmm. But it's just like they're not going to lose out of – fam. They are – least fans are masochists. They enjoy pain, which is why they always
4: return. I feel it's like, just. I feel like that. That's exactly to... what's happening. No, I get that, but I feel like that needs to change, though, because it's like stop. It's, it's been, been fifty-four years, man. Th- what <laughs> I'm is this. generational swings do happen, of course, and you know that millennials.
0: Millennials are literally turning forty. What are you talking about? they were been doing this for multiple generations: Boomers, time. Gen X, Millennials, now Gen Z. If anything, Gen Z might say "fuck y'all," but at the same time, Gen Z can't even afford tickets. True. Well, they, they've, they've got Otis writing,
2: James gonna come on, a on loop. Oh shit!
4: That guy- That's,
2: That's Sam God. Cook,
1: man. Come on, get it right, Reese. Sam
2: <laughs> Cook, Come no, on, Sam man. Cook, My apologies. Sam <laughs> Cook. My apologies. My apologies. My apologies. <laughs>
4: But all I'm saying is this, like, yo, like, I mean, the journey, the jersey burning and and the driving over the jerseys and shit like that, like, yo, don't do shit for clout, man. Like, yo, if you're gonna. That ain't ain't new. That ain't new. I know that's not new, but like, yo, if you want to.
0: That's not new. If
4: you want to get rid of your jerseys, give them the fucking charity, man. Like, yo, there's a bunch of people. Exactly.
3: Donate them. Donate your jerseys. Don't don't burn them because also too you already purchased them. What's the company, What's the company gonna say? Oh look, you're already burning your purchased jersey. It's stupid.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They've already. Bur- they don't care because they've already bought it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When it, like in terms of addressing shit like that, mm-hmm. it's like screaming into a void because the people who need to hear that aren't going to hear it. It doesn't matter to you know. Obviously, the people who listen to us who take us in, they have common sense. But it's just like. The people who are already doing that anyways, that is on them. If that's some shit that they want to do, and yeah, salute to like, you know, Doug Gilmore, like, you know, he spoke out, just like, don't do this shit. This is dumb. That's cool. Here's the thing. People are going to do what they're going to do regardless, because people who are idiots are just going to do idiotic things. I am not about to allow myself or allow my fellow colleagues, my brethren's right here, to... Waste time exhausting yourselves in this energy to tell people, don't do this thing. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to listen to us. They're going to do what they're going to do. And at the same time, it's just like kind of like an outlier thing. There's just like a few idiots, but there's always idiots in every fan base who are going to burn shit, who are going to, you know, uh, put up GoFundMe's and petitions, shit like that. Like get this player out of here, da da da. Did we not forget what Pascal went through after the bubble? That. In comparison to what, like you know, the slander that they're giving to Martin and all this other shit, that shit was nice. Okay, <laughs> they were telling Pascal to go back to Africa. They was calling him a spinning monkey. Like what the, like what the fuck? You want to talk? And I, I'm supposed, I'm supposed to feel ways about about uh, some jersey getting burned?
2: No, I don't give a fuck. Or fun. trade Martin, <laughs> and that's the worst thing ever. Burn your,
0: burn your jersey put up your put up your shit about trading minor whatever you told a man to go back to Africa and these are mans who are actively rooting for the lease as well get out of here bro i feel no sympathy for these people at all you need to but they need what you really need to do boycott the team don't show up don't give if you are if you are so invested in this team if you are so if you care about this team and you actually want to produce, like you know, act- like you want this to see the team succeed and you want them to compete for a championship, whatever. Don't give them your money. Watch this shit from home. Don't actually go, don't buy merch. Don't give all this money and feel like you have this sole investment to this team that keeps letting you down year after year after year. Why the fuck would you do that? What, what's the definition of insanity again?
4: Do Doing the same, same thing over and, get- over
0: and over and over,
4: expecting and different results. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say, but like, um, so it's just like,
0: fam. I under listen. I understand the nature of sports fandom. Okay, I, I ain't new to this shit. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan and I'm a Toronto <laughs> Raptors fan. I know what ineptitude looks like. I know what failure uh, in the highest in the highest level looks like. But where that differs for least fans, at least the Eagles have gone to a Super Bowl. They've won one. At least they've gone to conference championship games. They've made it past the wild card. The Raptors have at least made it out the first round, made it to each the conference finals, won an actual championship. You know what I'm saying? Are you, are you seeing like the difference here? No, I get that since,
4: completely. I'm, I'm not arguing any of that. I'm not right, arguing any of all all
2: that at right. all. And T.O. running around on one leg in the, in the Super Bowl.
4: Okay. Since the Leafs last
0: won the Stanley Cup, they have not been back there. That's what makes it worse. That's why it's just like, you've had 54 <laughs> years of all this ineptitude and Tutility. this, you know what I'm saying? At what point is it enough for y'all? Y'all going to wait till, oh, the, the the blown lead in game seven is like, okay, I'm done with the team. Then you're back next year. You lose the seven again. I'm done with the team. Okay, you're back next year. You lose the Washington. I'm done with the team. Okay, I'm back next year. You know what I'm saying? At what point are you just going to be like, no, I'm actually... Not going to invest myself in this team because they're not doing shit that is worth cheering for.
4: No, that's a that that's a genuinely great argument, and I feel like you know what I've kind of hijacked this to the point where it's like I haven't even let Reese get his two cents in about this or Avery get his two cents in about this. So I'm gonna shut my mouth and let them let them figure out what the Leafs need to do in the off season. So, uh, yeah, I'm a mute for like a hot minute. Love y'all.
3: Oh well, you know what? I'll jump in here as, as the outsider. This was well. Yes. What wh- what more do I say? You know what? As the outsider, I don't I don't really feel well. I picked the Leafs to beat Montreal, so I did roll my eyes when I saw once again this happen time and time and time again. But I do believe that this team stick by Dubis, stick by Sheldon Keith. This team has built up a, a lot of great things. I, I, I recall before them. I recall before Dubis before um, Keith. His team was in the wilderness. His team had no direction. They have brought stability to his franchise, so I definitely believe you should keep them. But I think also, too, that with Mitch Marner, I really don't know where to go with him right now because this round, you guys, Montreal, he didn't show up. He was a ghost, really, but I really don't know what you're going to do now with him. And that contract, as I mentioned earlier, that's a lot of money in a guy who, once again, did not show up when he was called upon. That's a really big question mark here in his future. But I definitely believe that this team needs to retain guys like Nylander, like um, like Matthews. Mm-hmm. And next season, I do believe that for next year, when it comes to goaltending, keep Jack Campbell. He is a great year. He yeah. stole that Sorry, goalie job. But I believe now you go out in the free agency and get a second goaltender to help him out. Maybe it's um, you go in and get Philip Grubauer from Colorado. Maybe you go on there and you get Chris Drieger, who came in to Florida. And up them out next week in there so you can Tampa Bay. If you go in with the tandem of Jack Campbell and Chris Drieger, I think you're in a great spot for next season in net.
0: Listen, the they need to do whatever they need to do to show up on, you know, really getting guys who are a, <laughs> who are not turnover prone because that's really what did the Leafs in. It was turnovers mm-hmm. and lack of tone setting. They need to set the tone off rip. OK, you need to set the tone off and let people know, like, we are better than you and we're going to prove it. You know what I'm saying? That's what separates good teams from great teams. You know what I'm saying? Like the great teams step into a gym and they already have a 10 point lead before tip off because they know that they're better than the team that they're playing. Yep. I know this. I know it's different in hockey, but in hockey, like, you know, all this fake humble shit. Nah, man, we are better than this team. We are going to go out and improve it. We're going to whoop their ass. And that's exactly what the Leafs did not do. You need to go out there and whoop their ass. Display your dominance. If you are this much, you showed off all regular season and the shortened season that you were the best team in the North Division. And then when it mattered most, when you needed to have that assertion of dominance, you did not come through and do that. So that's what these people need to do. That's why I'm just like, I don't care if I'm an outsider looking in and all this other shit in the matter of, you know, you know, being invested with the team, being on the team, struggling with the team. Fuck the team! Okay? If they are putting endangerment to your mental and physical health to the point where you cannot eat, you cannot sleep, you cannot breathe. You know what I'm saying? And I've been there for my for my respective teams and which I'm a fan of. But at the same time, it's a matter of like, you know what? Let me take a step back and not be as invested with this team because I know the pain that they put me through. Maybe, you know what? Don't watch for the first half of the season. Come back after, like, all-star break. See how things are going. Then you want to put yourself in, like, all right, let me just watch some games. Let's see how they're doing, whatever. Everybody knows it's the playoffs is what matters. That's why when the Raptors... For me, the low point with the Raptors was when they got swept by the Wizards. Right, I was like, okay, trade everybody, fuck this team, all this other stuff. What happened next year? Went back, went to East, like you know, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, finally got the first round. Like it was, it was great. And it was a matter of that kind of disassociation and not really being heavily invested in what they do in the regular season. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's exciting what they do, but. When it matters most, you have to look at the history. You play to win the game, to win championships. That is the entire essence of sports. You play to win. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't have that mentality, especially if you can't flip the switch in the postseason to really understand what time it is, there's a reason why we attach the the, the, the word playoff to a specific player, whether it's playoff Bron or playoff koai or playoff insert player here. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, there's a different level. There's a different gear that comes into fold when it's the postseason. season. We have not seen that yet with the players we're paying a lot of money to. So that's why I'm just like, I understand where it's difficult to remove yourself from the hardcore fandom, but it's just like half a century, more than half a century mm-hmm. of heartbreak it's just like, what is the worth here? What is the worth? I'm, I, Look, it's easy for me to say because I'm not a hardcore fan, but at the same time, just knowing sports, I'm just like, bruh.
4: There needs to be a payoff at some yourself. point.
0: Really, it's just love yourself, fam. Yeah, exactly, at some point. But it's just like, keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And waiting. I understand that, but I'm just like,
4: at some point,
0: love
2: yourself.
4: Of course, um, like I'll draw comparisons from the Chicago Cub fandom. And like that, that, that could be like a very, very massive prime example here. Also, by the way, if you're not hearing from Reese right now, um, his headset kind of died off. So, um, yeah, you'll be probably hearing him in the next episode. But just to draw comparison with things like the Cubs, like the Cubs fan base had to endure bullshit. And I mean, absolute bullshit when it came to... when it came to them winning a World Series. Like, obviously this is a hockey podcast, but, like, you know, you gotta really draw... you gotta really draw strength from somewhere. So, like, the Cubs barely made the World Series, like, for, like, a... or, sorry, the Cubs barely made the playoffs for, like, a good... for a good amount of time. Like, it wasn't until, like, what, 2003 that they had... They had even had the chance to go to the World Series, and like their closest chance was like 1960 something, and of course that that string of bad luck with Moises Alou and then and the fucking and the fucking Florida Marlins, now the Miami Marlins, like that was a shit show in itself, and for a random fan to get death threats and then for the for homeboy to not even be able to leave his house and everything, like yo, know, that was some bullshit in itself, but of course. Eventually, they got the job done. I mean, don't get me wrong. It took them 108 years. 108 years for them to, like, literally get their shit together and be like, yo, we're going to finally win a World Series. But that's because they had the proper pieces in place. Now, I don't know if the Leafs technically have the proper pieces in place. They probably don't. They probably might figure it out in the offseason. I don't know. Sometimes everything is... Everything's basically up to chance at that point. And it's like it's like trying to play roulette at, at, at a casino. Like sometimes the ball lands where it lands and you either you either lose a few bucks or you win a few bucks. Depending on how much you put down. And it's like if you don't go all in at some point, it's like Are you really Are you really showing that you care enough to invest in this team? Are you really just showing that you care enough just to appease certain people. And I think that's something that the Leafs organization really needs to figure out. Um, like, other fan bases have have somewhat figured it out, too. I mean, like, eventually Detroit, the Detroit Lions are going to figure it out. Eventually the Cleveland Browns are going to figure it out because, like, they, they were in a good position to do that this year. Um St. Louis finally did it after 50 years. And, like, they were the first expansion team to even reach the Stanley Cup final in, like, 1968. 1969, 1970. They got swept like three straight fucking times. And yet, still, they still managed to find a way through. Eventually, after 50 years, like it got, do- it got done. It got done. And the Blackhawks managed to figure it out. The Rangers managed, uh, Rangers managed, managed to figure it out. Um, Detroit managed to figure it out. Eventually, Toronto's going Are to be. Really? Are you willing to wait another 50 years? Oh, hell no. Like, yo, I like, okay. I mean, give or take a year. Like, I mean, I will take your advice and probably be like, yo, let me just drop off for half a season. If this team can get it together, maybe I'll come back after the All-Star break. Or if this team fucks up in the playoffs again, like, I'm pretty much just done. Like, I'm not going to cheer for another another hockey team at that point because that, that feels a little blasphemous to me. But, like, um. I might just say, you know what? Like, yo, like I can't really watch hockey at this point because this is just sadistic in nature, and it's like the Leafs can't really seem to... The Leafs are just unwilling to figure it out. So They can't get out of their own
0: head. They can't get out of their own head, and they can't get out of their own way, and it's just like, damn, what happened to just having tunnel vision? Exactly. I'm just staying present in the moment, just focusing on what the task is right now like do what needs to be done right now you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and they they overlooked Montreal I believe that they did everybody else did the entire media picked you know they picked uh, the least to win in either like four five or six um and it's just like yeah you have all of that in the city of Toronto. You were playing in front of no fans, except for ironically the last game. The last game is when they finally had fans. Mind you, it's 550 of them, but still, you're playing in front of fans, mm-hmm. and you would think that that alone would inspire the team to come out, be aggressive, and actually assert themselves and establish that they were the better team. This entire time, they were just, you know, just caught some bad breaks. But nope, nope,
4: nope. And I think that's what needs to be said here. Um, don't get me wrong. Eventually, shit's gonna. Uh, eventually, shit's gonna figure itself out. But I don't know how long I'm willing to wait. I don't know how long Leaf fans are willing to wait. Because like sometimes their fandom is like really entrenched in their history, and it's like, or like entrenched in their personality. And most people will not simply just say like, "Oh, okay, well." I want to just I I'm just going to give up my season seats cuz it's like no like these things are a hot commodity and it's like the second you lose them it'll go to somebody else who like won't even like won't even appreciate the value of the fact that like you have Leafs tickets but that's that's between them that's between them and God at that point um at this point like I feel like the Leafs really just need to they really need. They really need to do some soul searching, and they need to get some therapy. Uh, I'm pretty sure I need to get some therapy at this point. As you've also eloquently pointed it out, uh, but it's tough being a Leafs fan at this point. And I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I really don't. I really genuinely don't. Uh, um, I love this team, but this team can't keep breaking my heart at this point. And yes, they can, and they probably
0: will. <laughs> but you just—it's just a matter of what will you
4: allow? No, I know into your heart. I know, and like this is kind of like I've—I've I've said this before. It's like being a Leafs fan is kind of like being in a toxic relationship, and it's like they keep saying they'll change and they'll do better. And then they keep kind of. It's literally the
1: definition of a toxic relationship. This shit is fucking pipe crash, bro.
4: Okay, yes, yes, yes. I can't. I can't say. Um, I was going to say an abusive relationship, but like, I don't want to. I don't want to discredit anybody out there who's been through an abusive relationship because that's just that's just um low key a very fucked up. No, you can say
0: it's an it's an abusive relationship. Okay, because being a tox being uh, being in a toxic. Relationship is essentially like kind of yeah. I mean, abusive, mentally
1: abusive, emotionally, emotionally abusive.
0: Okay, fair. It's just, but it's also. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, was mm-hmm. difference between being a sports fan is that it's easy to break away. You can literally just be like, turn off the TV, throw out some merch, and that's that. No, of you course.
4: Know what I'm of that's course. It's just like I said. I just didn't want to discredit any of our any of our listeners who happen to be. Sexual abuse survivors, you know what I mean? Okay, that got really dark, really, really quickly. I'm sorry, Um, but what I'm saying is, like, being a Leafs fan is like literally being in an abusive relationship here, and abusive, toxic, however you want to put it. And they'll say they'll change, they'll do better, they they find ways to like literally appease, and then they just go back and do the same thing over and over again. And it's like, at what point do you literally put up with the insanity and then just walk off or just leave? Like, I've seen on Twitter, like, over the last six days, some Leaf fans are literally going to Seattle because, like, they don't want to deal with the nonsense anymore. Like some Leaf fans are literally saying, "I'm not gonna lie,
0: mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of, sort of want to root for the Seattle Kraken. I want to see what's popping, you know? What I'm saying <laughs> you know what they're doing in the front office and all this other shit. They have they're gonna have a black play by play commentator. I'm just like, yo, about this. Baby. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. They're wait. gonna have a black play by play. Yeah,
4: come on, come on. Hey, okay,
1: come on, yo, we might, you know, we you.
4: might just be, Ever. we might just be in like Seattle colors at this point." But like, I don't know, but
0: like, I've already listened from when I saw the unveiling of their, like, you know, the logo and then the branding and everything, I'm just like, all right, I can fuck with it. And then, you know, just like the, the hiring in the, in their front office. I think they have a couple of women in like, you know, high prominent positions and then yeah, having a black color commentator, like their in-house commentator or whatever is like, you know, is a black dude. I'm just like, yes, yes. I subscribe to this content. I will click for notifications. Their head of technology is also
1: a black guy, too.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you know what I mean? This is like, this is a team for the mandem.
3: Yeah, the Kraken have been very diverse. Yeah, a lot of women, a lot of Black people. And, and they come to Everett Fitzhugh is his name. Everett's been around hockey for a very long time. Did commentary in the ECHL, calling games for the Cincinnati Cyclones. He's a great dude. But yeah, the Kraken have been killing it when it comes to diversity and openly promoting as much as they can Black voices in hockey, which I love to see on the West Coast.
0: Listen, man, I'm just saying, it if... The Seattle Kraken in their first like, you know, year and like, you know, do well, even if in their first like three years do very well, it wouldn't be surprising. I'm just like, listen, when you promote diversity and get away from what used to work, then maybe there are chances of you succeeding on the ice. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge to a particular organization who has not been doing all that shit. (laughs) I'm just saying maybe evolution inwards will produce outwards.
4: You never know. It could happen. Could genuinely happen. We'll see. But I think we've kind of like beat up on the Leafs a little too hard, uh, like a little too much. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I would, I like if you, ha- if y'all hadn't stopped me, I'd be, I, I would have been ranting for at least a good hour. So, <laughs> so I think, I think we'll probably end it on this note here. Um, but like, what are your thoughts? Like, sh- what should the Leafs do? What, or let me rephrase that. What should the Leaf dem do? Or sh- what should the fan base do? Should we just jump ship to Seattle? Should we stay the course? What should we do? Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Instagram. Like yo, y'all, y'all have our socials. You know what it is. And on that note, I would like to genuinely say thank you to Jordan for help keeping the peace. Uh, help keeping the peace in this bitch here. Um, of course, does send his regards. Uh, Homeboy uh, had to disappear for a bit. He'll be back for the next episode. And we want to thank you for listening. Of course, um, we did not say this earlier, but like shout out to all our new followers on our Twitter. Um, make sure you make sure you yeah. follow, make right, sure buddy. you subscribe, make sure that like, yo, make sure that you listen to us, man. Cause like, yo, get it. Like getting us good listens and everything really helps us build our content. And that's, that's that's a big fact right here. So we're out here on SoundCloud. We're out here on Apple podcasts. We're out here on Spotify. And now we out here on Google. So, Y'all have no oh, excuse. Shit. Y'all have no excuse. Anyways, um this is the angriest black man, aka Dave out here. Um wanted to say thank y'all and uh until next time. Deuces.